0: Chance, on stage, on the chill On the stage, chill Tonight, we welcome the adventurous and artful Snakewalk to the stage at the Absolutely. Phoenix Theater. This band was founded in 2012, and my goodness, they're just like really fun to watch and listen to. Yeah. They are so fun, in fact, that when they played the Phoenix Theater back in August 2015, Tom Gaffey called me during their set and said, we need to get it's them nice. on stage with Jim and Tom. Yeah, yeah. So tonight, Absolutely. they are here. Please welcome to the program Jay, Stephanie, Lucas, the trio known as... Snake walk, snake walk.
1: Thank you, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us.
2: First off, there's a lot of wordplay in your songs. Um, they're wordy tunes, and they're wonderful to listen to, and and the wordsmithing is absolutely glorious. Uh, and so you're thinking when this is being performed, this isn't an easy task. Uh, you guys are singing these wonderful uh, harmonies, and they're tight and I'm expecting to see these guys up there sweating and working, and it's just a very casual, comfortable experience watching you put all this together and make it happen. That's because not only are you guys great players, but you're extremely good listeners.
0: Now, when you're writing the lyrics, which are very thoughtful and are not of a low-grade level vocabulary, do you struggle with coming off ostentatious? Because it's a, ty- it's a it's you don't at all, but but it's a tough balance to use, uh, you know, big words and to show your you know intellectual strength uh, while still coming across as easy listening. Is that something that you have to wrestle with? I, I let Lucas, but use the big words. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I it, oh boy,
0: that's the fun of
3: it. I think the 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 counterbalance is the honesty of it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come off as pretentious when you're really bearing your soul. You,
0: know? you have a song called, which you play this evening, I believe. Is that correct? For yes. Lulu, a shiv to the yes. gut. Later we'll film us playing that. <laughs> uh, I think back. we can drop the charade. She said authenticity <laughs> okay. is important. Let's be <laughs> authentic. <laughs> <laughs> we filmed the performance before <laughs> right. and yeah. then yeah. we edited afterwards. Cool. Um, okay. Is there a Lulu? No. Uh, no. Well, yeah. Follow-up um, yeah. question. In, uh, is there a Lulu and why does she deserve a shiv to the gut? Oh, uh, there is
1: a Lulu. I don't think she deserves a shiv to the gut.
0: Okay, because the song is called, for Lulu, a shiv to the gut, Mm -hmm. which would imply a shiv to to the gut Uh, for Lulu. Well,
1: uh, but then the last verse of the song is, "For, uh, for Lulu, a shiv to the gut would mean much, a month on the crutch and a week or two asking no one to lunch, falls asleep in food, gets in weepy moods alone in her room on YouTube. Ah, uh, uh-huh. she'd love to have the time off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe she had plenty of time off. Tell us about Lulu. Whatever you want to share. Can uh, I
2: ask a question before we go there? Bertolt Brecht, Kurt Weill. Uh, just I love mean anything. Bertolt Brecht, uh, Three Penny Opera, Mac the Knife. Uh, have you have you uh, listened to that version? Uh, uh Bertolt Brecht's version. They wrote it, uh, Kurt Weill okay. and, and uh, Bertolt Brecht. Yeah, yeah. And it is a very it's. Actually, when Bobby Darren did it, it was a very joyous tune about oh, a serial killer. But quite <laughs> frankly, when you hear um, uh, Bertolt's wife sing it uh, in the Three Penny Opera, you realize it's not all that joyous, uh, yet it is. Hmm. And it's a joyous look at uh, accidental and yet quite intentional uh, violence. Hmm. And so every time I hear Lulu, I'm thinking, this is a joyous <laughs> a story of violence almost. <laughs> I, just, I love the tune, and it's so catchy. And I just keep thinking Bertolt Brecht all the way through.
1: That's so rad. I have the Three Penny Opera soundtrack. I stole it from my grandma's record collection, but it's in German. So I don't know what the actual story of any of the songs is.
0: And yet the universality of music made it so that that content was (laughs) was, by osmosis, transferred into your brain. But do you speak German? No, no, that's what I'm saying. You he doesn't speak German.
2: Ge- Did you not write in German? Oh, there's Is
1: a it? line in German. Yeah. I w- tried to. L- I had a, a time, when I was trying to learn a new g- German word every day. I just think it sounds really beautiful. Sounds great. The spoken language of German. And you threw and, some uh, French in there too. And that's right. Yeah. So I used basically, some like five French words that I knew that rhymed, <laughs> and then one, like. I learned how to say "Sie ist ein sehr neugieriges Mädchen." She is a very curious girl, and that was a phrase that I learned in that month that I was learning German. And uh, then I just I changed that to
0: "optimistisch
1: Mädchen" for the song. Cool.
0: (laughs) Can you tell us something about Lulu? Just something, or tell us the story? Maybe (laughs) maybe tell the listener what the story is about. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'm Lulu.
4: There
0: it is. Yeah, And then, okay, so what happens to Lulu in in the song? I love it because if someone were to look at the lyrics, it's like two pages, and Mm -mm. there's a lot in there. Like, Mm. that song is telling a story. Maybe a summary for the audience who isn't going to open the lyrics page.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, Lulu sits alone in a cafe in the table at the far back corner, and she writes in her notebook with her two pens, one's red and one's black, and um she fell for this guy who had really um unkempt hair or uh, and and a really nice laugh but he wasn't very good at um at at being emotionally um present pre- well Yeah, present and more, like, uh, open and and connected with someone. The guy can't comb his hair. He can't look
0: in the mirror. (laughs) That's right.
1: And he can't have a healthy relationship.
0: (laughs) So... uh, Do we think... Now, let's just pause, because I sort of identify with that guy. Do we think that there's something wrong with him? Or do we think that he should just be his true, realized self? Should he try to change...
1: No, okay. they should both be themselves, and they should not be in a relationship anymore. I agree. And therefore, the ending is actually uh, happy. There we go. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Because they're not... See, I found a character to connect with in that story, which I love. Um, nice. The serial killer guy. <laughs> I am. I am cold and merciless, God, and uh, not afraid to do what I need to do.
1: Um, oh
2: except, comb his hair. Actually, his hair is usually quite
0: cold. Except it's raining outside today, so unfortunately, I'm a little, uh, you know, murderous. Up. Thank you. Uh, Never trust Jim
2: on a rainy day.
0: Don't. <laughs> Uh, Okay. Hey, so you guys were in the Press Democrat. Where was this article? It was like, hey, there's a bunch of bands to pay attention to, and you were one of them. Um, There was a a quote in that article that I took great issue with. I thought it was like the understatement of the century. Are you ready? Or at least the understatement of the article. And that is, uh, a hint of drama pervades their work. (laughs) Uh Uh, I don't think this band exists without drama and theatrics. Would you agree with that? Definitely. uh, Tell us about, like, how drama and theatrics are, like, in the DNA of this band, because I know your performances have a hint of uh, theatricality to them. Why are those elements important to this project?
3: It's just an (laughs) additional form of expression, really. Mm.
0: Would the band exist without that form of expression?
3: Not in the, not in the same state. It it wouldn't be Snake Walk. It wouldn't be Snake Walk.
1: I mean, we could have plenty of different variations. You two have played music together for longer than I've played music at all. Uh, And I was, uh, I originally, my art form was theater. So a lot of that spills over into it. And I think, you know, we all love theater. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, you do. Now, you, there's a group called The Imaginists mm-hmm. in yes. Sebastopol, yes. Thank you. Um, and we, we need to go deep into them, because I think that their DNA is mixed deep with your DNA, sure and, and I think it's almost, you can't even separate these two. But they uh, quoted, they posted something online last year, which I think really supports what we said earlier about your guys' lyrics, and they they ask their listeners, to and their readers, and their viewers, to support artists who insist their art form does not conform. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what i think about when i see your guys's lyrics I, I i these this isn't this is poppy but it's also complex lyrically so let's let's say you walk into a room and and you're talking to somebody and they have no idea what the imaginist is which some listeners may be that person mm-hmm. sure let's tell them
1: about imaginist. the imaginists are an experimental theater company in downtown santa rosa in the south a uh, arts district and um they do. They create new work with a focus on an ensemble style of uh, creating. So everyone has a, a part in in the formation of all the elements of the of the script of the story of um, the set building. Uh, there's lots of improvisation. That the that wh- whatever the cast ends up being for a particular show, um, they all have to invent everything and then rehearse it and then perform it but um yeah it it's 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 fantastically interesting work super exciting really a live theater that's responding to uh, the political situation worldwide and then here in in town as well Uh, lots of bilingual work uh, free performances in the parks for families. We were all in a show together, all of was Snakewalk. So good. So um, fun. They was wrote in. The in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and the whole band was there.
0: The Eternal Return of the Cosmic Star Child from the Songbook of the Invisible Sky. Beautiful. It's Whoa. an interstellar operetta. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, see, uh, you guys did the music for that, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. With, with musical
1: Direction by uh, Charlie Davenport. Charlie
0: Rags, Rags. Davenport, yeah. Charlie a friend Rags. of the program. Yeah. We love Charlie Rags. Oh. Charlie, yeah. Rags. Charlie Rags Dav. Yeah. Charlie Rags Dav, yeah. as I like to call him. <laughs> um, well, this this is interesting. Um, so you did the score for this project? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Performed right. live when the performance performances mm-hmm. took place? Yes. Uh, Let's see how deep we can go here. This piece, uh, this is from a a review of it, dialed deep into current-day issues of xenophobia, spirituality, and refugees. Uh, This is very topical, given what's going on in the world in the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, When you are observing that as the people that you are, um, does it bum you out on a personal level?
4: To, to a point, I think you mean the the I, subject I, matter. The subject matter, which yeah. In, yeah, yeah, Because um, some people are able <laughs> to some
0: people are able to just disconnect and say I'm doing my thing, but other people they take it heavily. I'm curious per- how you personally
4: guys- personally that one for me it was just so much fun to work with Charlie and the whole band there with the Imaginists that it it almost it didn't get to me. Yeah, but um, sitting down and watching the news or something after doing that show, yeah. that's when it. Starts to relate. Oh, wow. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is all happening. (laughs) This is real.
0: Do we think art like this can make a change, or do we think it's just a way for us to try to uh, process the awfulness that we witness in the world and just try to come to terms with it in whatever way we can?
2: Can it change one's soul? Absolutely.
0: I would
3: think it can. I mean, yeah, hopefully both. I'd say
4: both, yeah, depending on where you are as an audience member when you walk into one of those shows. And we recommend going to those shows twice because they they Mm -hmm. run for usually three weeks and it'll change yeah. the show
1: itself changes over those three weeks and grows and all yeah. that. And I think that it's even enough to just make people aware is another thing or or to just stop and and question something that maybe was taken for granted like something about this particular play as well the Eternal return um, is that it was sort of it was somewhat based on the nativity story and you have a homeless woman who is a refugee who's looking for a home and everyone is turning her away and and so you look at the actions that people are taking and compare that with a story that many people are taught uh, oh, you know from, from and, childhood and yeah. that,
0: that hold very dear many people right? Too.
1: and mm-hmm. so there's a contrast there yeah. between what people might say they believe or or think that they believe and then their actual actions and just making them aware of that that disconnect or just making them second question for a moment yeah is would they let huge. that
2: palestinian family into their home if, if the woman was pregnant and needed a place mm-hmm.
0: to so the intent of my question was kind of like what drives you to get in this is it to change the hearts and minds or is it just a way to just sort of like come to terms and and i you answered the question but um because i i don't know i have a I'm a little less hopeless in this current era. It seems to me, and this whatever, it's just my opinion, it seems like it's going to have to get a lot darker before it gets lighter. I don't have faith in, uh, in people who are participating in the current era of xenophobia uh, and, and bigotry. I don't have faith in the ability of those people to change because I think that there is a closed-mindedness that's going on that until things get so crazy— and until they are so proven wrong, which I think will happen over time, because I think that that, that line of thinking, I think, is uh, n- it's not the way that humanity should no, it's, go. It's and only harmful.: It's yeah. only harmful, yeah. and I think it ultimately ends badly. But right. mm-hmm. and Check this
2: out though. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld, hate the motherfucker. <laughs> uh,
0: now we're getting some.:. Yeah, we <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Yes, and we can say "Motherfucker true. then. No oh, I, like exactly. I like it. I like: it.
2: Are you kidding? This son of a bitch. And Carl and Rove. Can say that. And all of these guys. Wait, it's
0: getting political here. Well,
2: but, and the point is this will probably never make it either. I think it might. But he sent us, to, they sent <laughs> us to the Middle East, and if you talk to Donald Rumsfeld, um, here's a man that loves his family, loves his wife, loves his children, loves his grandchildren, and why he did it was because he thought it was the right thing to do.
0: That's the tough thing. And, and, and
2: Kurt LeMay uh, carpet bombed Germany and uh, Japan uh, during World War II. And uh, how many innocent people were murdered in that solution, yet he didn't do it with a mean heart, he did it with what he thought was the
4: right heart. And that brings us back to going to a madness show, and you you just for a second think, oh, other people's feelings, other people's lives and families... (laughs) Just just think yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge just that think, maybe yeah. your because, actions and
1: words have victims. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. and b- it, because we're playing synthesizers and we're singing these messages to you, maybe we'll get through a little bit more. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we hope so. I mean, t- to me, it's the intersection of... of- Two problematic ways of thinking. Uh, th- this sort of intransigence and and pr- problematic, I would say, way of being. Uh, it's number one, uh, thinking that w- what is ultimately destructive is actually helpful. That's that's number one, and then and then number two, uh, not making a change of mind or action until things are so far gone Mm -hmm. and this happens uh, both on the global political scale and in people's personal lives and so the the intersection of those two patterns of human behavior are what has me hopeless about things getting better in the near term. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, um, I do think that uh, things will improve. I think that uh, it's going to take some absolute disasters. I think there's Mm going to have to be a lot of really, really bad mm-hmm. stuff to happen before people take a look in the mirror. they actually I, happening. Yeah, right. I think no, they're, they're working happening. on it. No, but it's <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it gets worse. I mean, no, I mean... Yeah, you, yeah. I'm right it, there
3: with you. I'm expecting it, something apocalyptic. Any, any, <laughs>
0: right, yeah. any of us who've known anybody with any amount of personal problems that they've been unable to solve mm-hmm. knows from a mile away, if you're observing this person, oh my goodness, this is this is not a good pattern of behavior. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Right. And then a lot of the time, it's not until it's way too late yeah. or at least uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of damage has been done before mm-hmm. a pivot is made, and that, that applies in, uh, on a, on a, in one's uh, life, and it also applies broadly throughout the it's way global. the world is run, yeah. Yeah. and uh, that is why I, uh, um, uh, I do think it will get better in in the world and in this country, because my God, I mean, you look at how things are, compared to how they were 100 years ago, compared to how they were 50, I mean, we have made incredible progress. Uh, the human race has made incredible progress in terms of tolerance, mm-hmm. and in terms of bringing people up. Um but boy do we still have a lot of work to do. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the you know the, the That's that's a lot of plays you guys got to write is, is the message. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well that's, that's the thing
3: right? too being uh being persistent and
0: not giving up.
3: Not giving up. Yeah, yeah cuz I tend to be a um, you know I'm on the misanthropic side of the snake walk spectrum. Are you cur- are you a curmudgeon as well? Oh, absolutely. You're a curmudgeonly oh. misanthrope. Yeah, are you terrible. I feel like you've gotten I'm
4: better though. I feel like you've gotten more positive. It's the harmony over the last few years. Yeah, is it the
0: singing?
3: I'm positive because I don't, I don't let myself go as deeply into it. Yeah, uh,
0: it seems like now you, if you're going to introduce yourself to a stranger or to somebody you're going to work with or whatever, you almost like shouldn't tell them what your political leanings are mm-hmm. because they will paint you with a certain brush if they disagree with you. Do, you. do you identify with that as people who are on the younger spectrum? I mean, have, you, have you've encountered this, right? I yeah. mean, if people find yeah. out that you're a typical college-age liberal uh, right. and they are not, uh, they will write you off a lot of the time.
3: Because of where I live and because of my, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to be vocal about about things, especially on social media or whatever. Like I don't, I'm not gonna let anyone tell me what I'm gonna, what I can't post on there. But I do have family who will, family and friends and just people who, because I live here, and because I am in an artsy band and because, you know, I'm a young woman, my I really have to. People just make a lot of assumptions about my political beliefs or my religious beliefs or, just any of that and. And that's, I, and that's annoying I don't, That's yeah, annoying I, to I've you. just gotten to the point I don't I don't correct them anymore I don't It doesn't matter to me What <laughs> I they don't think don't care anymore <laughs> I yeah. just don't care yeah. <laughs> I just don't care I don't Give that kind of I just don't give it attention anymore.
0: No, you don't. But but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that there is this sort of atmosphere of uh, friendly disagreements on stuff like this yeah. don't seem to be as common as they used to be. Right. Totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, everything has to be, everything is so aggressive and everything is so combative. Well, it's, like,
4: people take it so personally too. It's yeah. like they are defending themselves and their gender or whatever it is. And right. Like, you just don't have to identify with any one thing like that these binary systems that we've made you don't have to identify with one or the other yeah i just wish everybody would just fucking chill out (laughs) you know half the
3: time half the time i'm just glad that someone's talking about it like i think that conversation about any topic is ultimately a good thing to be happening
0: i guess what i'm saying is there's this there's this uh in what is it their inclination to just write someone off completely. If you mm-hmm. find out that they have a different belief than you on a given subject, does any of this crazy, you know, so everything's fucked in summary, if you're just tuning oh, in right yeah. now, everything's yeah. fucked. Yeah. Everything's uh, right. <laughs> many, many things. Does that drive your art? Um, do you feel like the, the craziness of the world, does that in any way drive you to create what you create? Cause your, your music is, and it, because of the theatricality and all that, and the lyrical content, it's, it's a step more than just a group of people who just want to be in a band. Mm-hmm. There, there's, a, there's another level of commitment here. And sure. I'm curious what drives that. Um, I can say something
4: to that point, which is like we recently have been choosing our gigs very carefully. And that's one of the ways that we, you know, everything's fucked and we don't want to be feeding that. Fuckery. And the fuckery, yeah. And so we... We choose our gigs. We look up what the bands are, and if the bands are playing songs that are sexist, then we're not going to play with them. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's just it's we're just feeding that audience, which yeah. we yeah. we don't want to do.
3: We try to be intentional. Mm. about Have you ever it.
2: thought about jumping in the belly of the beast, though?
4: You mean getting in there with <laughs> that is that
1: shit? Bands. To, to yeah. me, I, I I think about that, but I like I'm afraid of jumping into the middle in, into the yeah. belly of the beast and then like being prepared enough to sort of. Push back against it all, and like say, "Hey, look! Shine up a harsh mirror to uh, to what everyone here is doing." I don't know how much good that could actually do, unless it was very well, carefully you planned.
2: Right, you do it subtly. You do it right. more subtly, I mm-hmm. think. You just
1: mm-hmm. go out there and put yourselves out there, and
2: maybe that one person goes, wait a minute, you'd want to be, be mindful We want to be
3: mindful, we want to be intentional about, the, about what we do, because we do think of this as our work. Like, it's a compulsion to be creating this music. It's not just, yeah, wanting to be in a band and then... In a band.
0: Did you have an experience where you were on a show and there was something done on stage by a person in a band that made you uncomfortable?
3: I am on I'm on a general level, yeah, but there wasn't any. There hasn't been any incident that like.
0: You had a much more pronounced nod.
1: Well, I just think that uh, lots of bands... Were, so there are lots of um, bands that are made up of mostly white men, right? Like white straight men. That's that's most people who who you see in a band playing a show. You know, even if that's not like the, the demographic who usually wants to play music more than anybody else, they're the ones who you end up seeing on stage, right? On the so, local level, that's more correct I would think yeah, on an yeah. International yeah. And, level. On, and on the exactly. national I'd say level no, not necessarily if you scroll Absolutely. through the iTunes store and oh, see really? like it's gonna be mostly men it's gonna be mostly white men who in their lyrics are usually singing about the woman that they love or whatever. Yeah, and so there's, but yeah, so there's a yeah, lot I mean, of things. Think about, think
0: about how many, uh, what, well, can, thinking, you, can you think of any top ten hit ever that has been a man pronouncing his love to another man?
2: Well, let's see, I would think Freddie Mercury probably had something in there. I uh, think okay. da- yeah, David I mean, Bowie. was hiding it,
4: though. It time. was he was yeah, on, it, it explicit. Hide.
3: You're right. You're absolutely yeah. correct.
2: I mean, even. Was Daniel although, a
3: top ten hit? Yeah.
2: Who? What? Daniel. my brother, Daniel. you oh were my older gosh. than me. Yeah. But that you was still feel the pain? Toppen Toppin that wrote that, who was actually straight, it was John Elton Elton John that was singing it, I think. Right. That's an interesting um, question. You're mm. right.
0: Um uh, But but no, but you know what though? Uh, Elton John even his songs are not gender specific. Uh, are they're they? I don't think they I are. I think, think so I think that they're I think that they're produced true. in a way and I don't blame him, no. by the way. Got I don't blame you. him yeah. at all, yeah. especially given when he came I I still don't think that it's uh, Commercially wise, unfortunately, for I mean, right. a, a, like you know, a gay front man of a band to. Sing about how much he loves his his boyfriend or husband, right? Which beca- beca- kind and that's of, unfortunate. <laughs> kind of but why I, we're I, playing I, music? It, climate <laughs> is not safe. No, mm-hmm. it, it not only is it not safe, but you will be punished commercially. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when I was a kid, listening to even Rod Stewart, there was the implication Maggie May was a guy, mm. and it turns out it's not true. But this was allowed to be a rumor that uh, that they used for marketing in those days. Um, Traffic, uh, Low Spark of High Heel Boys, a uh, phenomenal mm. album, by the way. If you haven't heard it absolutely spectacular. It it, it at least addressed cross-dressing. It led us to believe it was also addressing uh, gay relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think that was the case now. But they sure let us see that and think that. Again, David Bowie, uh, coming out in his early days and not coming out,
0: yeah, that, that mm-hmm. t- that's so tough for me. Yeah, because he can't. If you read it, you can just look it up on his Wikipedia if you want. But to the listener out there, I'll give you a summary so you don't have to. Um, <laughs> in the early seventies, and you were there, so you could yeah. probably chime in. I read it. He came out, and and wow, what a thing that was. Yes. And then ten years later, he said, uh, "Actually, I'm not." And what a mistake it was to say that I was.
3: Oh, did he say that? I missed that part. Mm -hmm. In a
0: 1983 interview with Rolling Stone, Bowie said his public declaration of bisexuality was the biggest mistake I ever made, and I was always a closet heterosexual. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's his personal business, and boy, is it tough to be uh, under the spotlight because I really do believe that your sexuality and your gender is nobody's business. Uh, and when you've got the if you don't want it to be uh, right. and if you've got the spotlight on you and everyone's looking at you boy is that tough because mm. you, when you're a celebrity or a public figure you essentially kind of there's there's this implied contract that you belong to everyone Right. Um, right. and so what a tough thing. Gay rights by the way are, are one reason to have some faith in how quick social movement can be yeah. uh, and, it's amazing when you think about the progress that we made but uh, Blender, that's a magazine, asked Bowie in 2002 whether he Still believed his public declaration was his biggest mistake. After a long pause, he said, It was a lot tougher here in America than it was in Europe. Mm, I have yeah. no problem people knowing I was bisexual, but I had no inclination to hold any banners or be a representative of any group of people. Mm. Mm. Um, and then he described America as puritanical. <laughs> and, and he thinks it stood in the way of so much that he wanted to do. The point yeah.
2: is that we don't know what the solution is to most of this stuff, but we do know. You guys are going to have to write an awful lot of music behind this. <laughs> yep,
3: mm-hmm.
0: we've got our work cut out yeah, for yeah, us. You really do. <laughs> that was a good button.
3: That's kind <laughs> of okay. That I did want to say that. So that kind of thing, like we, we are a band who performs very intentionally and selects our gigs very intentionally, and even decide our set list very intentionally. Like, you know, we're we're very. It's it's an intricate thing for us and we don't wanna come out as the champion for some cause without acknowledging our own privilege. Like, okay. we, we're still a bunch of white kids who live in Northern California. Like, um, we're, our, we don't, we don't wanna be spokespeople. Our we're,
4: studio is in my dad's house. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I mean,
1: We could not afford studio the, space. The car, right. The right, car we that can. we usually haul our gear into gigs, my grandmother basically bought for me. Oh, spectacular. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, hey, by the way, we we uh, talked about some very uh, polarizing issues, and I think we did so in not the most obnoxious way in the world. So congratulations, no, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. That a to us. It's that just was. really, there was a lot of third rails, a lot of dangerous stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. We did okay. Tom Gaffey, do you have any conclusive thoughts for us here tonight? I love
2: this band. I, I saw him the one time and, and wanted to sit at this table with you guys and talk with you. I, I love the stuff you write. I love your instrumentation. Uh, and... Uh, I can fall asleep to it. I can, I can dream with it. I can move with it. I can, And, and that really grabs me. Uh, you add your vocals, and they're slick, and they're smart. And they're not at all sad.
0: <laughs> Let's give these guys a listen. Let's clone yeah. them three billion times. Let's become yeah. the majority. and uh The snakewalk majority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Harmonies, harmonies, harmonies. My God. Oh, man. This is great stuff. <laughs> three billion part harmony. Oh, yeah. 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 That'd be a good track.
0: Thank you guys again for joining us. And uh, everybody else stay tuned because Snake Walk is going to play you a set of music. So here we go. Snake here Walk. Here we go. <laughs> a
1: winding, twisting journey. The old
0: A-roads. we are very long established indeed, and of course, there's natural features and stuff, so the boundaries are just the same as they were in those times. But at the same time, those conditions have changed in other ways, and things change very dramatically, of course. This, uh,
1: if you can't rip the stick together make over mechanical sounds then I'll be faking or breaking or shaking down all the inmates for English crowns and the rain I'll be raking in soaks into the ground and the growth of mechanical sound and the growth the mechanical sound and the growth of mechanical sound and the mechanical sound and the growth of mechanical sound the mechanical sound and the growth on the Telegram track I'm a generator Maker a mechanical crap As a never I can never cover the gas I'm a number in the register accruing cash To cover post-poetic arrangements In a capital infatuate engagement Pull a scalpel to the ash To inflame it Make an ink inkpot Wipe hot cauterize My How can I I choose? choose. Between a lady's a lady and a lady likes me. me Don't squirm or roast or get hotter Just grip the wheel firmly And coast through the water Don't drip! Don't squirm or roast or get hotter Just grip the wheel firmly And coast through the water Don't drip! Don't squirm or roast or get hotter Just grip the wheel firmly and coast the water. Alone Sits a lady like me In a bungalow coffeehouse bakery Aglow? with eccentricity and a nose that gives up her ethnicity. Lulu, as her name would be, reaches a thin hand into her bag, produces a pad and two pens, red and black, in the farthest booth on the left in the back. This is where she gets her work done, in a cubicle. This is where she'd burst into song in a musical. boy pants are her business slacks a comfy jumper that's the way she likes it best but looks better in a dress than in a sweater vest argyle pattern stretched across her chest and check it double damn d's as a matter of fact no doubt the female me would be stacked okay on the real though she's real lanky and In high tops and a small knit cap she fell for a chap with unmapped hair and a beautiful laugh it's his curse yes he struggled his life had to put up a sheet of ice and when it got worse had to take girls lives he's the kind of killer who prepares a home-cooked meal so he doesn't have to hide the knives He judges your wine with a couteau to your spine or to your throat as he chops the chives. the cold on bleu saboteur And in the slums With the bums Eating weed With all we Look at there Sacré bleu From the top of your tower A spyglass to your eye As high-class spies might wear But what the hell Are you unaware Of the mademoiselle Mon frère? Sie ist ein sehr sehr Optimistischmation Mein Herr She gets a romance From France But no discretion From the Axis Asking serious questions And impressions of accents Differing her dialect never sits on one and like the Willow Will, her syllables fall dripping from the tongue, except names she don't get. She forgets most you totter. Teeters between the stay clean and the slaughter. Folks give a toast to her talking point fodder. She grips the wheel firmly and coasts through the water. Don't trip, don't squirm, a roaster, get hotter. Just rip the wheel firmly. Coast through the water. Don't trip, don't squirm. A roaster get hotter. Just grip the wheel firmly and coast. I won't say I'll never get hurt again, but I'm not. Gonna say that I'm not gonna flirt again as long as I last on the land with a rash on my hand And my lady abandoning me in a rocket I'll stand by my band with a hand on my grand gland A black and red pen in my pocket My locket is locked full of her, And my socketed twist for a her. And in spite of the dames I stick flags in I cry at the sight of that damn station wagon, Christ Wiped it away with lace Cover with shades my face, okay Dry and loafed, I will repair Take a toke, and pull up a chair I'll give you notes, I'm stroking your dotes hair A moat through the smoke, and take it from there But ifin ya odd it like rock with the dead stare, you're gonna hurt her a lot when you get scared. Cause you're easily scared, cause you're easily bare, you're a polka dot smock with a dare. See for Lulu, a shift to the gut could mean much. A month on the crutch and a week or two, asking no one to lunch, falls asleep in food, gets in weepy moods, alone in her room on her phone on YouTube. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. I'd pretty much have to say that you pretty much put her in a pretty damn. A grip, don't trip, don't squirm, or roaster, get hotter. Just grip the wheel firmly and coast through the water. Don't trip, don't squirm, a roaster, get hotter. Just grip the wheel firmly and coast through the water. Don't trip, don't squirm, or roast or get hotter. Just grip the wheel firmly and coast through the water. Don't trip, don't, don't squirm, or roast or get hotter. Just grip the grip wheel firmly and coast.